This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Miraculous measures and supernatural supplies. We're going to talk about ears to hear. Everyone say ears to hear. Matthew 13. We looked at this last week. uh, Verse number 9. Are you listening to this? Really listening? Uh, Jesus in the uh, King James Version. Every once in a while. uh, I'll go back to the New King James Version. Where they exchange thee and thy for you and me. Uh, But Jesus says, he who has ears to hear. Everyone say, ears to hear. Say it one more time. Ears to hear. Let him hear. Father, today we pray for a revelation that brings a transformation. In Jesus' name. The Message Bible says, are you listening to this? Really listening. The Living Bible says, let the person who has ears Listen. Now remember the context of this uh, is Jesus uh, is creating a, working to create a readiness or receptivity, ready hearts for believing and receiving. The uh, verse number nine is in the middle of um, verses one through eight and then verses 10 down through 15. Actually, Way down to 17. <clears throat> he, uh, and he said this, uh, that, and I look at verse number eight, he says, producing a harvest beyond your wildest dreams. Isn't the harvest the purpose of the seed? The seed was given and will produce. A harvest. Amen. Well, what's the harvest that he's talking about? A harvest that is beyond your wildest dreams. Now, who's he talking uh, to there? He's talking to you. Me. As a sower, grower, and a reaper. Or we could say this, a producer. Notice that he chose the word produce. Everybody say produce. produce. The blessing... Uh, that God spoke over man originally, he said, be fruitful, produce, produce. Well, this kind of flies in, um, in the face of religion, doesn't it? Because we, we, uh, we, you know, God, you produce it and we'll eat it. You know the story of the little red hen? You want to help me make the bread? Oh, no, I can't. But when the bread got baked, can we come have some bread? Come on now. Are you hearing? That's just a childhood uh, story, but it holds simple but yet profound truths in it. Isn't that right? We want the the bread baked. But it comes from somewhere. It has to be produced. Amen. Everybody say produced. It says, he says, and will produce a harvest beyond the wildest dreams. Uh, The kingdom harvest. He's talking about the kingdom of God here. Kingdom harvest. So you want to say kingdom harvest. You know, they're not automatic. They don't, they're, it's not happenstance. 
You'll always live in religious never-never land. You know what never-never land is? Always believing, never-never-never-never-never receiving. Never-never land. Everyone say never-never land. All right? To believe that God's going to do it all by Himself without any participation from us, that there's no requirement from us for the reward that He offers. Now, we're not talking about earning things by works, but faith without works is not real faith. It's unproductive faith. It don't produce anything. Don't mean does not. All right. You know, every dream, now listen up, every dream, every God dream is a harvest dream. God dreams of a harvest. God dreamed of a harvest of a family. Of people that would love him because they wanted to, not because they had to. People that would choose him. People that would, that would receive, believe and receive the love he has for them. And would love him in, in kind. In the same measure. All. A love that you can have all. You, I give all. Amen. But every God dream is a harvest dream. It's related to that great harvest that God is looking for. We say it around here very simply. Uh, people... For your life. So the seed of my time. The seed of my energy. The seed of, of the gift. And the grace that God has placed on my life. That when I stand before God. I sow that. Here on the earth. But when I stand in front of God. I want to have people. To present as a harvest to him. Yes. The people he dreamed of. Dreams of today. Amen. Well, it's not automatic. But there is a harvest dream that is beyond our wildest dreams. You know, I'll tell you, if, if you, uh, are we to dream? Dream with God. God's dream of us. Let me ask you this, but are you dreaming God's dream of you? <clears throat> the disciples came, verse number 10, and asked. I believe that's the mark of a disciple. A disciple just doesn't hear the stories and say, you know, nice sermon, let's go home. Good Sunday. Looking forward to Kentucky Friday. And the football game. Or baseball or whatever. You know, fishing. All those are good things. They're there for us to enjoy after we love God. We don't love the things, we love God. And we enjoy all those things. But make sure that God knows that we love him first. He's first. Then we can go and enjoy those things with his good pleasure. In his good pleasure. Amen. Now. You know you, we have to ask according to the. You know here's the mark of a disciple. Is, it, is the people that, that come around. After everybody else has, has left, so to speak. After everybody said, well, that's, that was good. And that was good enough. But they kind of say, well, you know, the, what's the ultimate question? Why? 
Is that what they said? Why do you tell stories? So they're saying, what's the purpose here? That's also the mark of a disciple. You know, if you, if you, if you establish why, the what, the who, the when, the how, comes out of that, becomes clearer. You've got to ask the right question in order to get the right answer. The bullseye is always why. I'm the chief operating officer of why around here. Amen. Why are we here? I like this. Uh, do we have to ask? Did the people who went off and didn't ask, did they get any more than what they got? Amen. We're going to read down here in just a few verses. It says, not everybody has this gift, this insight. It hasn't been given to them. Why? They didn't ask. They didn't want to know. You know, things that are hard to say, sometimes I realize they're hard to hear. But, you know, uh, do they need to be said and do they need to be heard? That's the, that's the question uh, for us. Amen. Because I'm not interested in religion. I'm not interested in investing one dime of my time in religious people. I will not give it a time of day. I wasted 15 years on it. Learned a good lesson. Amen. Hmm? Are you hearing? The crowd that just goes, you know, have a nice life. You know, I'm interested in people that want to know why. They will hang around and say, tell me a little bit more. That's, that's who get the more around me. And, you know, for most people, I'm too much. I make no apology for that. Praise the Lord. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. I go hang out with God. I can't wait to tell somebody, anybody. But I'm not going to tell nobody that don't want to know. I wasted a lot of time doing that, too, chasing after folks that are chasing something else. But you get around me, you just have to walk off. Sandy walks off sometimes. You just got to walk off. Are you listening? Because I get turned on. Oh, I'm like a cast iron kettle, honey. It takes a long time to get. Because there's a fire rolling and roaring and a boiling overflow out of my life. I wish some of you would just hang around the fire long enough to catch a hold of something more than this lukewarm. Anyhow. Turn to your neighbor and say, did he call you Luke? No, you must not have heard correctly. I stopped before we got all the way there. But, you know, you got to know what your measure is. You know what, what, what measure you're bringing. Jesus said, I'd rather that you were all the way out, yeah. away over the top end. But don't be in this middle mediocre mess of gin. Call that acceptable. Sometime. I'd rather you have no time or give me all the time, but don't give me this sometime stuff. Amen. Well, Pastor, you don't know my life. No, I don't. I have my own life, you know, but I'm going to tell you what now. I'm believing for more time with him. More time in his presence. More time that that my whole life, my work is a worship. My waking is a worship. My uprising, my down-sitting, my walking in and out is a worship to God, aware of His presence, living with God all the time. He woke me up this morning. You know, we, we sing it as a song, but what happens when, like, you know, at 1 o'clock, He wake you up? What? 
I said, you slept since 8 o'clock? You were all right. You're just going to lay. I had a dream this morning, and, and I woke up and got, got preaching going on and all that. had a dream, and I'm laying there, and then the Lord says, you're just going to lay there? We're going to talk about this. And it's like, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. It's 1.18, Jesus. Well, you know, so you get up and. That, you know, I mean, if you want to hang out with God, you know, Pastor Sandy, I tell her, I ain't staying up with you, but I'll get up with God sometime. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm preaching real good, whether you know it or not. How big <clears throat> do you really want to know? How big is your want to know? And that will determine how big is your asking. And you're finding your receiving is in accordance with your asking. Amen. <clears throat> Verse 11. He replied, you've been given insight into God's kingdom. You know how it works. Now, isn't this interesting? He goes, he's, one translation says, you're blessed. How blessed are your ears. You have been given insight into the kingdom of God. And the purpose of that is you know how it works. Well, let me ask you something. Do we? Or do we? Or do you? Do you know how it works? The purpose of him showing us is so that we would see how it works. Remember, the context of this is uh, knowing how it works depends on hearing Jesus. All right? Having ears to hear. Are you listening? Really listening? I want to uh, uh, amplify this just a little bit. It's not only to hear it and be satisfied with hearing only. And this general sense of uh, knowing about. There's a mental and an intellectual acknowledgement. Yeah, I heard that. I hear it. <clears throat> but the blessed ears to hear. Let's turn over to Deuteronomy 28. Maybe this will help us to understand a, a little, a little better, a little more. Everybody say a little more, a little better. If you listen obediently, what does that mean? Obediently, listening obediently. I believe first of all that that uh, that it is an obedience to listen. There's a there, there's a whole big bunch of folk. It doesn't matter one way or the other whether you hear it or not. Let me pull the circle in just a little bit closer. There's disproportionately still far too many even in this church that if you don't hear, if you're not here to hear, you just don't never hear it. We do our very best to record it. We do our very best to make it available to you. But, it, but, it, but, but if internally there is this, 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 it don't really matter whether I hear it or not. Uh, anyhow, you be the judge of that for your own self. Um, but this is, not, this is not the measure that is going to, uh, let, let me ask you this. 
let me put it to you in, the, in this way. All right. The harvest that you're experiencing right now in your life of God things, good things, and the not so good things. There's a mixture of both. How many of you got stuff you really want and you want more of that? And you got some stuff you don't want and you don't want no more of that. All right. That's, but that's, that's the mix. And there's a harvest here. All right. So the harvest that you have, because we're in harvest time. It's a harvest time's not way out there. The fall reveals all. We're in a cycle of life with God now where in the same year you'll reap a hundredfold. The blessing is in the same year. Amen. Praise God. There's some stuff that uh, we started the, the, uh, the year out with that now we're reaping. Amen. Uh, due diligence. Whatever you've given your time and your attention to the spiritual, the spirit of God and his leading guidance in your life. Or you've just been a fleshing out and, and uh, eating orange, uh, eating orange, eating orange chady chips and drinking salty <laughs> soda pop. Amen. There you go. <laughs> Some stuff, it loses something over the tongue, doesn't it? You know what I'm talking about, though? If you feed the flesh, you'll of the flesh reap a corruption. And that way you look out there, and you should have had wheat to make bread, and you got some weeds. Now, if you've got more weeds than you've got wheat, you've got to do the math here. You and i got to do the math. All right? To up any kind of a harvest, uh, it's the result of the seed I've sown. Now, first of all, you've got to understand, he said, why are you telling stories? Because I want to create in you a readiness to believe and receive a harvest beyond your wildest dreams. But you've got to understand, you are going to be part of the production of that. I've got good seed, but there's all kinds of other seed. The enemy has seed. See, you, but here's the thing. There's only spirit, there's only spirit seed. Are, are, are you listening? Which is good seed that will produce good things. And then there's flesh seed. That the devil takes advantage and sows that. Looks like wheat. Looks good. Sits in the church. Hears all this stuff. Never does any of it. Doesn't apply it. Dismisses it. Either dismisses it altogether. And never hears it. Are you listening? Never brings a due diligence. If I miss it. Doesn't realize I can't do without that. Hallelujah. And in doing without it, I've made up my mind, I will do without that. Because if I didn't get the seed, I can't produce the harvest of that. Praise the Lord. Well, you know, Pastor, he'll be preaching on the same thing uh, next week as he did three months ago. Oh, not true. We're in, I'm in Amos 9.13. And I'm going to run hard now. Now's the time of running. See, I'm up early. Oh, you got to get up early in the morning during harvest time. You got to be willing to stay late. You got to rise and reap. Rise and reap. Amen. I'm busy in my field now. My field is this Amos 9 13. Things are happening so fast. I mean, God will say so many things to you and just blow your mind. I mean, your mind's going. I don't, I have no, and God's just saying, write it down. I want to talk with you. I'm going to say some things. You go, wow, wow, wow. One thing right after the other. I mean, so much you say, I'll have to go back and read over that again. 
Your words are wonderful. Your words are greater. Your words are magnificent, marvelous. I marvel. I wonder at your word. Hallelujah. I'm going to get up early to hear your word. I got ears to hear. Wake me up. I'll tell Sandy when something's important, make sure I wake up at such and such a time. Because this is too important for me to miss. I got to be on time. Hallelujah. Natural things. What about the things God would say to you? One word from God. Healed. Change your life forever. Saved. Change your life forever. Delivered. Change your life forever. Huh? Summoned. Changed your life forever. Called. Change your life forever. Anointed. Change your life forever. Come. Hallelujah. I mean, you better get used to him summoning you right now, honey. One day he's going to split the sky. And the Bible says those that love and are looking for his appearing, those that have ears to hear are going to hear him say, you come on up. It's one more step, but this one you're going all the way with. Come on now. Better practice. See, you know, I walk in this place praying with Jesus. He said, stop praying to me. Come pray with me. Walk here. And you know, how silly, how foolish for over a year and a half. You know, go down this row three times. Go down that row seven times. I want one more time over here. And I would think, Lord, am I really hearing you? But I'm going to tell you what. I got in, I got in practice of every step, every moment ordered by God. It, it, it honed my hearing. It caused me. Are you listening? Because I walk listening now. I can hear better than I've ever heard. More clearly than I've ever heard in a silly thing. So when the serious thing comes, I have no doubt I've heard him in a silly thing. In the little thing, I know his voice. So I question it not when it comes in the big thing. You can, Training. Producing a harvest beyond your wildest dreams. Get up in the morning. Turn on the country music station. Well, I hope old Conway Twitty's going to help you. I hope Loretta Lynn, you can tell how long it's been since I listened to country music. R-D-I-V-O-R-C-E becomes final today. I grew up listening to that stuff. Isn't that right? <laughs> <You know. laughs> Lord have mercy. I'm sitting on a bar stool, acting like a darn fool, drinking my blues away. And I did what I heard out of what I was listening to. Oh, I got a lot of stuff here. And no time to do it. I heard a preacher, uh, a mature man of God that is in a generational and a 
and a, and a perpetual move of God. He made this statement. You have to be careful. You really have to listen to hear. You have to have hunger enough that you're willing to stand in the line. Are you listening? And wait for it. Watch for it. Now I heard him say, it just, it, you know, because uh, the Lord had given me a dream. It was plain as day. I've shared it in this church. But this man said, he goes, he goes, we don't, he goes, he goes, actual truth, he goes, we don't have time for a revival. He goes, think about it. He goes, if you actually had the outpouring of God that you say that you want, he goes, it's going to change your life. You change everything. Just like it did for them. He said, we just, we actually do not have time. And he wasn't being cutting or, criti- or critical. He's just making an observation. And in maturity, you know, you realize with your children, this is what you do. It's like, here's the hard, cold facts of the thing. You don't have time. But if you really want revival, you'll find it. Yeah. You'll make it. That's right. But the choice is yours. <laughs> You know, this preacher don't come to church to get his jollies. I'm in my own personal revival. Well, you bring wet wood, no wood, you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Don't even know you need wood. It ain't going to stop me from being on fire. It ain't going to stop from me living in the passionate pursuit of the presence of God. Not just for myself, but so I can live in an overflow. I am not going to any longer be satisfied in teaching and no demonstration and manifestation of what is being said. Signs and wonders closely accompanying. Amen. The preaching and teaching of the word of God. Now the sign today is not going to be for a revelation that will bring a transformation. Something on the inside has to change. Let me skip fast forward. Uh, You can read this if you listen obediently. You can go on down through there. uh, Through verse 3 for your homework. We may get to that second uh, service. I'm going to take my time with some of this because this has to change. If we would have what the Father wants, what Jesus desires, a harvest beyond our wildest dreams of people for our life. Now, if you're not interested in that, this isn't the place for you. Because that's the grace on us. Amen. But I'm going to tell you what now. See, uh, uh, God's going to draw people. He's going to compel people that have this heart. They're going to find it. I'm after the heart of God. God's going to, God's going to pe- find other people that, that are after his heart. They'll find us. I said they'll find us. They'll find you. Amen. Uh, Jack Cole, famous uh, back in the uh, day of... Uh, and throughout history, there have been, there have been, uh, uh, there have been wonderful harvests that God has released in the earth through precious seed. And one was the healing revivals back in the fifties. 
uh, in the early 60s. And there was a man named Jack Cole. He was a, 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 a healing evangelist. And uh, true story, um, there was 12 people in wheelchairs and they had separated them into a room. He was going to pray for them. He went in and he noticed that none of them had brought shoes. And so he said to him, uh, he said, you come back tomorrow and bring shoes because you're going to need shoes to walk in. They all came back. He prayed for them. They all got healed. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. Dr. Kenneth Hagin, a oh, oh, famous man of God, uh, born prematurely, had uh, incurable blood disease, a deformed heart, um, was sickly, bedridden all of his life, 16 years old, uh, got a hold of the Word of God, lay there waiting to die. Ministers had come in, uh, his church said, come in and pat him and say, there, there, son, it won't be long now. And he's just, they laid there today. Actually, when he was born, his grandfather put him in a shoebox, was going to bury him in the backyard, and he made a faint cry, and they realized he was alive. Anyhow, he got a hold of Mark 11, 23 and 24. Whatsoever things you believe uh, uh, when you, uh, what sort of things you desire when you uh, pray, believe that you receive them. And he said, just couldn't get over that. And he'd see in the scriptures uh, where Jesus healed, you know, all that came to him. Uh, and the Lord ministering him to him. Why well, he needed, the Lord's talking healing to him because he needed healing. Well, uh, he got to the point uh, that he said, Jesus... You've got to get to the point where it's not good enough to just see it in the Word. It has to be working in your life. You need it working in your life. Until we get to that point of believing, we're not going to be receiving. The whole point of believing is receiving. The whole point of the seed given is to produce a harvest. A reality. In your experience. Religion has no reality in the experience. It's never, never land. You never, never have the experience of the word that's being preached. Harvest of the seed, a reaping of the seed that's been sown and grown. Well, he told the Lord, he said, Jesus, he said, I'm telling you, I believe this. I believe you're a healer. I see it in the word. Matter of fact, and you, if you ever were sat under Brother Hagin, you know how he taught. He said, he said, matter of fact, Jesus, he said, if you told me right now that I didn't believe this, he said, with all due respect, sir, I'd have to call you a liar. I believe this. I believe this. He said, and the Lord spoke to him. See, now listen now. Listen. You got to come to the place where you're at, this kind of a place. The Lord spoke to him. He said, well, a healed man would not lay in the bed he said I he said I dry what did you do he heard a word but now listen and that word was what the Lord says if you believe it do it and he said 
He said, I dragged those lifeless limbs over the side of that bed. And he said, and I struggled and I rolled and I dropped them over the bed. And he said, and then he said, I, I just, I, I pushed out onto that. And he said, and my healing came. Paralyzed. He himself, he said paralyzed, couldn't move. They had to do everything. Grandma and mama come in there and wash him, bathe him, feed him, comb his hair. A healed man would not be laying in this bed. And he had to take, are you listening? He had to act on what he believed in his heart and he had to take his life lesson, do something and for he had to act like the end from the beginning. He had to call the thing that was not in the natural as though it was like it was in his heart. Oh, come on now. Are you listening? That's the reason why sometimes it's like, you know, you right there, come up here. You think sometimes when we do that that we know what God's going to do. No, we just acted, took a risk of faith. I heard him say. So whatever. Can I read one more scripture? 10.30, I'm done, right? I've got seven minutes. Glory to God. Skipped a lot of stuff in between. But you don't have ears to hear all that right now. Let's, uh, I'm not being mean. I'm just telling you, your preacher, this preacher right here, I'm all done with just enough that I think you might want to hear. Uh-uh. I have to hear some things because there are some folks coming. You better watch yourself. You better get yourself stirred up a little bit because they're going to come some folks in here when they hear what he's doing in the house, when they hear that they can be healed and delivered and made whole, when they hear their miracle is on the other end of a message, but there'll be a, there'll be a work to the word. You better watch yourself. You won't be able to get in the parking lot. You won't find a, you won't find a place to set your do nothing anymore. Are you hearing? You Listen to me. I'm hungry and thirsty and desperate enough. I am going to pay the price for it. And somebody that wants this is going to come asking and they are going to get what God wants them to have. And if you don't, now listen, I'm not being mean. No, I'm not. Please come with me. Please help me. Come do with me this thing. We have been released to that kind of an increase. Somebody needs to have an ear to hear. That's my last call to wake you up and get you in this thing with me. Or get left behind and left out. Lord have mercy. How much have you been given? You cannot just sit there and take it in any longer. Without giving some of it away. Amen. We're the overflow. Huh? See, some of you leaders in the house. You know, and you're a, le you're a leader in life out there. Right? You're waiting for somebody to make a withdrawal. Honey, we've been freely given. Freely give. You be the guy going down Main Street throwing dollar bills out the hundred dollars. We got something that's worth more than any kind of money. You be the person that's overflowing, that's on fire, that wherever you go, the atmosphere changes. You are not of this world. You're living in the reality of another realm. And you bring the kingdom.
And His will comes and His will is done. Who am I talking to today? Anybody? Whoever has ears to hear, let him hear. Three days later, there was a wedding in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. Jesus and his disciples were guests also. When they started running low on wine at the wedding banquet, Jesus' mother told them they're just about out of wine. Oh, you could preach. On that, I'm telling you, this world is just about out of time. Just about, are you listening? It's borrowing by the trillions. Trying to buy time. (laughs) It's running out. It's running out of answers. Running out of solutions. The problems are too great. The pressures are mounting. They're just about out of what they want and what they think they need. And Jesus said, well, this is the church. You know, he is our example. He goes, what's that? Why? What's that to do with me? It's not my, it's not my time. She didn't even pay any attention to that. She just turned to those that were there with him. See, Because, see, the Father doesn't pay any attention to what you think about the timing of things. Most of his divine timings are a surprise to those that are just waiting for that time. Amen. Amen. I mean, all of a sudden, suddenly, the time changed. You're in a new now with God. This is a picture of a new now with God. He goes, it's not my time. She knew it was his time. Divine order. You need mamas and daddies in the Lord to release you into the miraculous measures, the supernatural supplies, the ministry that God has placed you. I'm telling you, there's a release to increase right now. Here's a picture of it. It's not my time. She didn't pay any attention to it. She knew it was the time. She had seen it in private and she knew it was the public time now. And the Bible says this was the first miracle. Say so the second miracle is going to be that Pastor can do this in 60 seconds. It's simple. She looked at everybody else around there. His disciples were with him. They were among all of the guests. She looked at everybody else. But I'm sure she looked at those disciples. She said, <clears throat> whatever he tells you, do it. Just do whatever he tells you. Whatever you hear from him, do it. And miracles happen. It was the first one. Sweetie, it wasn't the last one. The Bible says the same man ends his book. John, he said, if we could write it all in a book, he goes, the world could not contain everything that he did in three and a half years. Just three and a half years, thousands, multiplied thousands and tens of thousands of people, miraculous measures and supernatural supplyings. While he yet spake the Holy Ghost coming on, 
people and are you listening and confirming the word with son anyhow I Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.